Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. I'm Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. And I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. We're going to get to those in just a second. Uh, but before we do, I just want to talk to you guys just a little bit about TechWeld. Uh, so TechWeld's got some USA-made uh, products in a, in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. Uh, they offer many USA-made products to help separate themselves from the promotional product pack. Uh, so let's, let's see, for instance, okay. One of the other things that's happening right now, obviously in this climate is a lot of, uh, you know, kits and, and drop shipping. Uh, so ultimately TechWeld's got this incredible, uh, come kit around with us program. It's an initiative, an initiative to push kits. Uh, they've got eight different stock packaging, uh, believe it or not for their kits. They've got an EVA bag, a PVC tent pouch, PVC tube, the organza bag, a pillow pouch, the T, a BTL 202 30 ounce tumbler, or a retro lunchbox. Uh, the lunchboxes are awesome, by the way. Kids love them. Uh, many, uh, not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on the kits, which allows TechWeld uh, to hone in on how to market these products and expand upon their already vast kit line that they have. Uh, they've also got uh, incredible sunglasses, winner of Distributor Choice Award for sunglasses. TechWeld won the 2019 Distributor Choice Award in the sunglasses category. Many SKUs are FDA approved and under and offer UVA and UVB protection. So you guys should definitely go check them out at techweld.com to get more information. Now, as I said, I am joined today by three other lovely folks. First of all, before, we, before, before I just introduce them and ask them to say hello to you, I just want to really uh, give a shout out to Facebook. You guys really helped us launch this podcast on time today. Uh, for, anybody, for anybody that doesn't know, thanks, Zuckerberg. Really appreciate it. No, um, ultimately, they changed the API between Zoom and Facebook. First time, been an issue, whatever. Whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, that's what Brendan said. So, <laughs> Sound, Sounded good. I'm, I'm going with it. Uh, so that voice you heard, obviously, uh, Stephen McFadden. Perfect. Oh, sorry. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, as, as Bill used to always say, platinum level, pro, uh, platinum level broadcast today. Absolutely. Say that. We're going to go bamboo today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also joined by our favorite Meg Herber, Big Meg in the house. What up? Hey, just want to say one this week. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's because Indy put up 33 points for you. It ain't going to happen Aww. every week, sweetheart. It's not not going to happen. Still killing no. it even without Saquon Barkley, okay? And, just- enjoy the two and one uh, record while you've got it. All right. <laughs> John Petty uh, from Sage. How are you, sir? I am doing very well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm glad to finally have you on board. We wanted to wanted to talk uh, Sage show uh, the last go around. Didn't uh, didn't have time or wasn't able to fit it in the schedule. But uh, so we want to sort of talk Sage show. We want to talk. Uh, you guys actually just did round two last week, right? Um, yeah, we, we want to talk about that. And then we also really just want to talk some really cool statistics uh, from from the Sage perspective or, or search engine inquiries uh, that's industry related and sort of what you've what you've seen, you know, sort of pre COVID and how the whole COVID-19 thing has sort of changed uh, search inquiries and criteria and all that good stuff. So really excited just to dive into that. 
But uh, John, I'm going to give you maybe three or four minutes just to sort of tell everybody that's listening sort of who you are, how you got involved in the industry, sort of what your role is and, uh, you know, all of that good stuff. Fill us in on John Thomas Petty, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. Uh, yeah. Well, again, thank you guys for having me on on the podcast. I'm a bit big podcast listener in general, at least until COVID. So, and, and you also is definitely one that I, I listen to pretty regularly. So it's kind of surreal to, to be on it. Um, not that I'm, you know, making you try to make you guys sound like celebrities or anything, but maybe, maybe a little bit. But, but we um, are. So thank you. I, I, yeah. 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 You guys are, we're, <laughs> we're industry, uh, industry celebs. Um, I, uh, you know, I kind of got involved. I've been with Sage for almost seven years now. I'm one of our senior account reps. Uh, I manage a lot of our accounts on the East coast. Um, I've been with Sage, or I, obviously I've been with Sage for a bit. Um, I got, this is my first experience with the industry. Um, I kind of got into it by accident. Um, I had been in uh, recruiting and sales on, on a technology and medical level for, you know, pretty much since I graduated college. And um, uh, a, a buddy of mine um, was working at Sage and he asked me, they, he said they were hiring at the time, came, came to go work with them. And it's been a, it's been a lot of fun ever since. I, I really, Sage is a great company, great people um you know just you know they're friends now you know friends and family so it's it's been a great uh it's been a great ride awesome and uh tell tell us about uh, a little bit about the personal life man you guys uh you just recently had a had a, a little kid and you know how's yeah. uh, how's, how's being how's being a papa oh my gosh it's uh it's been a whirlwind yeah my wife and i uh, we just had our first um almost two years ago uh here uh, we're at uh, 23 months um almost to the day um you know with covid it's actually it's been a it's actually been a blessing you know because you know i i had a you know i had a pretty decent commute going to the office most days and you know since having needing to to work remote you know it's allowed me to spend a little bit more time with with my wife with my with my son and just to see him, you know, grow and, you know, just, you know, I, I, I'm a deep down, I think I'm a closet nerd. And I, so I, I get a kick out of just seeing him figure things out and, you know, just figure, you know, just see how, you know, this moves over here. And if I do this, this, you know, this, this is what happens. And just seeing how his little mind works is, is, is something that's really given me, uh, you know, uh, a lot of enjoyment. Um, yeah, of course, you know, now we're getting into the terrible twos. And so it's, you know, I'm, you know, telling him, no, don't do that. Don't, you know, put that down. And he just kind of gives me the look and he just starts to smile. And of course I have a hard time because I can't not smile or laugh when he does those things, which is absolutely the last thing that you, that you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's been great. Um, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's been awesome getting to spend that extra time. Even it, it probably only boils down to maybe like an extra hour, hour and a half every day, it's but worth it. you know, every you multiply day. that. They grow up so fast. Yeah. You, a hundred percent and you multiply it by, by five. I mean, that's six five. plus hours, you know, a week that you're, I'm getting to spend with him and just to see him grow and everything. It, it's been great. So John, we're about to, uh, to, to split the world in half here. Okay. Uh, at, at what age do you stop counting by months? Oh, I was literally oh, going to yeah. ask that. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> I actually thought that when he said, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> well, I, I have a hard time because I, I actually, my, my habit of late has just been to say almost two only because I usually don't remember, wait, is this month 21, 20, like I, I'm a guy. I don't remember those things. Especially um, this but year. We're one, yeah, but we're one month away from his birthday. So I was like, oh, 23 months. Like I could just rattle it off. I think two, I think two yeah. is the age where it just, it, it becomes, hey, he's almost two and a half. He's almost three. I don't think you're getting into 
oh, he's 28 months. He's 30, no. 31 months. I don't think, that point. I, don't yeah. think, I think two, two is about the age. I think where you stop doing that. Mm. I was definitely with you on the first kid on the second kid. She was a year and then she was a year and a half and now she's almost two. Like, I don't know. I don't even do the month thing anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it's 18 months actually. <laughs> Because those yeah. middle months, like the 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, they just don't make any sense. So you just say 18 months, then almost two. I think, right, well, I, think, I think two years is a good number. Two years is a good number, too, because I think that's when the clothing, the kids' clothing stops. Yeah, 2T, you know, 24 months. 2T, yeah. 3T, 4T, you know, you don't get the six-month clothes or 18-month clothes. You know, I, I was, I was getting ready to, to loop Meg Erber in here because you guys sell some, some youth clothes, don't you? Or some toddler clothes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, all the way up to men's 6X. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, hey, do you sell the uh, the onesies that with the three buttons at the bottom for a, a men's 6X? Oh, no. No, no. no. Somebody <laughs> should invent that. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Uh, anyhow. You hear the, the 6X onesie? That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This conversation has gone way too long. Oh, often. you wanted those guys? <laughs> Sorry. <Maya. laughs> all right, John. So tell us about uh, the Sage Show because obviously we can we can sort of go back into history because you guys just launched like the, your first ever like full on virtual trade show that would took place in place of the physical event that you guys normally do, correct? Um, right. And so tell tell us a bit about that, and then maybe tell us uh, you know how that went over, results, all that good stuff, and then tell us a bit a little bit about round two that just happened last week. Yeah, so uh, the the Sage Show normally happened, uh, you know, here here in the Dallas area um, every you know every August, and you know obviously with COVID and everything, it it it, it became unfeasible uh, to do that. Even though I think here in Texas we're a little, we've been a little bit more loose with the with uh you know with the in person events and things of that nature, but you know it became necessary to have something like that, um, and we we saw the need, especially industry wide, where many suppliers and, and, and distributors weren't able to truly interact with one another um, in the way that they were used to. I mean, you know, whether it be regional shows, Expo East, any of the other shows that kind of happen you know, midway through the year after Expo in Vegas, um, you know, the need was certainly there. And so we, you know, we came out with, you know, we developed a platform to, to have it. And, you know, admittedly, I think there were some, you know, there were some difficulties, you know, on, on the, you know, at least the, the first day that we did it. Um, I think the, you know, the attendance far superseded anything that we had, we had anticipated. I mean, we still had pre-reg numbers, but you could attend day of, you know, it's free to attend for distributors. And, you know, it, there were, there were some hiccups along the way, you know, I think, you know, some things got kind of got bogged down, um, you know, which, so, so it was, you know, the first time I think anybody had really done anything truly to this level uh, on a virtual trade show, you know, perspective. So it, it really, you know, we learned some things from it. But at the same time, despite some of those difficulties, the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Um, just having the trade show experience, but in a virtual way, like really as close to a, a true trade show with education, networking, you know, rooms, that, that level of experience, uh, no one had really experienced uh, up until this point. Um, and so, you know, it, because of that feedback and I think because we wanted to, you know, it, the show didn't come off to the level that we, that we hold ourselves to at Sage that we wanted to do it again. And so, yeah, so last week um, we actually did two days of it. Um, I think the two day, uh, the two day schedule 
allowed some of that to be, you know, some of that traffic to truly be spread out a little bit uh, more evenly. And so things went off uh, really well. I'm glad to hear it went really well. Um, I, I will say that, you know, from a supplier standpoint, we didn't jump in uh, for either of the show for either of the Sage shows because, um, you know, from from our standpoint, it felt like it was maybe a bit expensive to exhibit uh, for, mm. for a virtual only show because I feel like mm. there's so much about and it, it's probably just our product, you know, or or soft goods mm. in general. I think it's a very tactile type of type of uh, sales. Like you you have to sort of feel it and touch it. There's no real substitute for that. Um, you know, so ultimately, like, I'm glad to hear that it went really well. Uh, but I, I don't have any insight as to how the show went or how it was set up. But um, I'm kind of interested to see now that PPAI has decided to go virtual with Expo in January. Right. Uh, are they partnering with Sage on that? Because I know there's, you know, the power of two Sage PPAI. Like, are they using some of the technology that you guys have put together? We'll be working with them. Yeah, yeah, we'll okay. definitely be working with them on that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not privy to some of those, uh, some of those discussions on exactly what platform they're going to be utilizing. But yeah, as, as a technology partner of theirs, we're, we're certainly going to be working with them. Um, gotcha. You know, as far as, you know, I, I guess, you know, the, the experience and what distributors were able to, to see, I mean, just from, I don't have the stats from the first one. I know pre-reg numbers, we were looking at over 7,000 uh, distributors that had pre-reg for day one. Um, wow. You know, so that was uh, quite a few, over 200 suppliers exhibited, which, you know, again, I think there, I think admittedly, there was a little bit of a hesitation from a both from a supplier and distributor standpoint, just because again, it's, hey, we're all experiencing this for the first time. You know, no, no one has had this, you know, everything going on right now, you know, happened to them before. So yeah. we're all learning as we go. Um, but, you know, we had, there were over 150, just in this, these two days, there were over 115,000 unique booth visits across the board, oh, you know, incredible. over 5,300, you know, visitors, um, you know, the, the, the platform that we developed allows, you know, not only allowed for chatting, but doing, you know, integrated video calling. So you could actually video chat with somebody in the middle of the trade show, just like you would, if, you know, or just like you would be interacting with somebody at a, at a real trade show. Um, you know, there were over 50, you know, close to 1500 of those. Um, you know, so it's, you got a lot of that, that normal trade show experience uh, through this platform. Do you, so do you know if you guys were able to capture any video of sort of how, like what, what the standard experience or general experience would be from a supplier standpoint and or a distributor standpoint, and then maybe be able to make video of that to sort of show people what they missed out on or, or to drum up, you know, maybe from round two to round or round one to round two, or maybe from this to whatever the next virtual event Expo is. Expo or round three. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think we do have some of that available. I, I don't think we've actually put anything together yet. Uh, to that degree, but yeah, I mean, we, I know we did, uh, some people did do some screen recordings uh, of what they were trying, you know, what they experienced and what they were, you know, what, how they were interacting with both the uh, suppliers as well as other distributors, you know, um, and, and some of the, the, the networking rooms and, um, you know, just the education, the on-demand education that was available. Yeah. So FOMO is real. So I think, you know, just from, from that standpoint, from somebody that did miss out, I'm very curious as to how, how it was structured, how it was put together. Cause I hear great feedback. Um, but I think in order for, for you guys to sort of take it one step further, you need to sort of let people in on what they missed out on. So that the next time around, it's not something that, that people want to miss, you know? Um, so just yeah, a bit of feedback. Absolutely. On absolutely. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that is certainly something that, that we want to do. Of course, you know, you always want to strike that balance and you don't want to make people feel bad about missing out on, on, on things. Except yeah, for maybe, you do. Except for maybe you. I, I may want to you make do, you feel you bad for missing yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it's, again, we're, we're all learning as we go with this, whether it's from the, from the tech side and the development standpoint, supplier standpoint, distributor, we're all, we're all still trying to figure things out and what works best for us. And yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure the next go around is going to be a little bit different where, you know, there are still lessons to be learned um, from, from day one, day two and day three. So we're, you know, we're, we're, we're all trying to make the best of it for sure. That's awesome. Do uh, Meg or Steven, you guys have any more questions regarding Sage show before we well, jump yeah. into. I have a couple questions real quick and I'm sure it might generate some more, but I'm, what did you, so I missed it as well. Again, heard nothing but phenomenal reviews. So but I would like to know, was there anything different about the stage show that is different from any of the other virtual, like online trade shows right now? Like, is there anything that was like, oh, this was so innovative and cool. Like, damn, like, was there anything like that? Or was it just like a different platform? Like how you had it set up with the rooms? I, I, I think it was, yeah, I think the platform was certainly um, next level. Uh, you know, I think, there was, you know, more of, I mean, really anything you can, virtually anything you can think of, huh, I say the word virtually and you know, just, you know, you think about a virtual show, uh, pardon the pun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, almost anything you can think of from a traditional, you know, traditional trade show experience, you got to experience with the Sage virtual show. Um, again, like I said, whether it was video calling, you know, being integrated within, um, you know, within the show platform, uh, being able to share product, um, you know, being able to actually see a little bit more or, you know, get samples uh, delivered, edu you know, the education being on demand, just like as, it, uh, you know, as you would at a normal show, um, you know, there was networking lounges, so you could actually interact with other people, whether it be, you know, your, your regional association or, you know, um, or just, you know, in general, um, you know, so it, it really had, um, like I said, a, an almost real um, experience. So what, so when it comes to next year, you know, obviously where we talk about Expo, you might do it. Uh, I'm actually, um, I, I'm on, on the board for Expo East. So, mm -hmm. you know, just hearing you talk about this and I know, you know, I, obviously I, I can't talk too much about what we're doing or anything like that, but I, I'm thinking like, how cool would it be if we actually do get to have an in-person event, which is the goal. How cool would it to be to kind of combine that with some type of virtual option, you know, for people who don't want to come? And then you have somebody, maybe uh, um, like a, a webcam set up at every booth or something along those lines. Um, maybe have one person at the booth being able to like answer those types of Interact, things. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. I, right? I think, every, yeah, no, 100%. And I think, I mean, honestly, everything's on the table, right? Yeah. We, we, you know, and, and when we get into it a little bit later, as far as, you know, just numbers and, and, and things of that nature, I mean, there's still a lot of wait and see, you know, out there, you know, on, on, on every level. And so not knowing how things are going to be here in the next few months to, to, to next year, I think you, you have to keep, you have to keep your options open, um, you know, with everybody, you know, for the most part taking, you know, you know, taking a hit, so to speak, travel budgets and, you know, uh, things of that nature are going to be, are, are going to be more difficult for, you know, for, for everybody. So people may not be able to afford or may not be able to, you know, be able to take, you know, 
take a break from their business to go to some of these shows. And so having a virtual option uh, will certainly, I think will be necessary. I think, you know, much like, um, you know, at the very beginning of COVID when everybody is scrambling around trying to, trying to figure out how they were going to run their businesses remote because they couldn't go into the office and it forced everybody to, you know, really, you know, to virtualize their office spaces and get all their systems in place to be able to run their business. I think this is allow you know, this is allowing or, or forcing the the trade show experience to evolve a little bit more and a little bit more quickly. So I think this will certainly you know push things forward. And so where things like that are more of an option. Yeah, I think that would be really cool to have some type of collaboration like that because I think ultimately everyone wants to get back to normal, you know. And we, we if you think about it with the schools right now, there's people that are like absolutely I'm not sending my kid to school, and there's people like take my kids, and there's people where they don't have an option. It's either one or the other or they're hybrid but i think allowing having that as an option so those people aren't so full of pits and vinegar that they ruin it for everybody else honestly like i think it's i i, I don't know just in my head i'm already planning and controlling all the stages. yeah no i i 100 mm -hmm. I, I agree i mean you know every every trade show whether it's even even with us you know being a you know sage being a technology you know partner of ppai at you know for the expo there's always a couple of us that stay back, you know, in the office to help, you know, help manage things. And, you know, and there are a number of people I, I, I talk to, especially those that are on the East coast that don't want to travel all the way out to Vegas. They, they want to take part, but it's just like, you know, between travel times and expense, they just, they can't make it. And so, but they want to be a part of it. They want to take part of the education. They want to take part of, you know, some of the networking opportunities that they, and they get to miss out and they are forced to miss out on it. So, you know, having something like this available in conjunction with the in-person show is I, I think is is I don't want to I, I mean I, I'd probably you know kind of put my you know, stake my flag into it and say like I think that's going to be I think that's going to be the trend. Very cool. Well, maybe John will reach out and talk about it afterward. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, John, were you uh, were you just dude, this is personal now? It's got nothing to do with Sage or anything <laughs> like that. Okay. Were you at all surprised to hear that that PPAI decided to go the virtual route as opposed to delaying the show into March or April? Uh, you know, and I say that because obviously now our next big in-person trade show is not until the end of March for what ASI Orlando, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's two halves of me. There's there, part of me was kind of surprised, um, but the the realist, you know, logical side of my brain isn't surprised at all. Just again, all things considered, and a show of that magnitude and that size, it, it, it takes a lot. You know it, that there's a lot of planning that goes into that, and you you have to you have to pull the trigger, so to speak, on 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 decisions pretty far in advance. And I think they they bided their time, or didn't bide their time. They they waited until the absolute, you know, and, and, until they absolutely needed to. Hey, we've got to make this decision, and the, the you know the the better decision was to go virtual, you know, from a safety standpoint, and, um, just to to still give everybody what they want, what they need from. From, and, and what they expect from PPAI Expo. Yeah, and I, and I think bottom line is, I don't think, they, I think they all still want to have it, but it's just reality with so much still unknown and we don't know if a second wave is even coming or if it's not, or if this is kind of fizzling, since we don't know and everything is still so fluid, they did make the best interest. They did just make this decision in the best uh, interest of the industry and us as suppliers and you, Stephen, as distributors and service providers. So sad as I am, it's definitely in everyone's best interest with so much unknown still. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't sure. that long ago when we had Paul Bellantone on the show, 
and you know basically he he said it as as exactly how i think everybody would want to hear it is that you know their intention is to have the show unless they absolutely can't have the show um you know so they would have they would have obviously made that uh, that decision with with a, a lot of weight uh, you know, behind it going one way or the other. So I know it wouldn't be an easy decision to make. Um, you know, that's a huge, huge, uh, you know, bread, mo- uh, bread maker or money maker or whatever for, for PPAI breadwinner, whatever. I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but ultimately like they, you know, they, they kind of rely on that show. Like it's a huge money maker for them. So to be able to, to or to have to make that decision, I'm sure was not easy. So um, no, it's a money maker for everybody. I mean, yeah. From- from distributors making their contacts and um, getting deals done, suppliers, same thing. I mean, there's, I, I mean, I, I know Stephen, Meg, you guys can probably speak to this too, or just, you know, being on the, on the supplier side, you know, some suppliers, you know, again, with budgets and things of that, you know, they limit the amount of shows they go to. There are a lot of suppliers out there. They go to one show a year and it's the expo, you yeah. know, and so they, they rely on that show to, you know, prospect and, um, and get some deals done. So it's, it, it's necessary, you know, for the industry at large. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we only go to one show a year as a distributor. So Steven, uh, cause we do, do want to uh, move things along a bit. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions then regarding Sage show before we move into the, the, no, I'm, I'm actually really excited about the nerdy news. So <laughs> I'm really excited. I was, about the nerdy I was news. active listening. Uh, so I apologize for that. But I <laughs> yep. was like, get to the nerdy news. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, John, let's talk stats, brother. Let's talk pre-COVID right. and COVID era uh, search inquiries and all that good stuff. Just any nerdy news you can share with us uh, to fill us in on the Oh man. Stats. Yeah, there's, I mean, stats yeah, I stats mean, some of these are, you know, are certainly some, some rough stats and, you know, but it, it, it's interesting, you know, see, at least as far as, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a mathematician and I'm not, I'm not the guy that does those things, but, you know, seeing the, you know, some of the trends and how quickly um, certain categories of products, you know, became the number one category in Sage. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any, any crazy news by saying in April, math were the number finish. one category. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it <laughs> no. Um, it is the but, new but, but by April. But every month since April, masks have been the number one category you know, up and up until through, you know, through August. So, which I don't think that surprises anybody, right? You know, right. Um, you know, what's funny is how in March and April, you know, out of nowhere, the number two category was hand sanitizer, but that has actually slipped over the last few months and it's still in the top 10, but it's not, you know, it, it's obviously not the number one, not the number one product, you know, your number one, you know, categories or, or your top categories are still, you know, shirts and bags are still, what some of the most searched for, you know, most searched for items. Um, so, you know, it, it's always, it's interesting to see those things. And I think the one that, that cracked the top 10, that not that I, I would say I was necessarily surprised about from a logical standpoint, but it, it was surprising to see uh, it, it just, you know, didn't dawn on me was decals, you know, floor decals and, yep. and, and yeah. other decals being, you know, and that being a, you know, a top 10 uh, product category, you know, that obviously wasn't there this time you know, this time last year. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. And maybe, maybe you kind of alluded to it with shirts and bags, but as you mentioned, uh, masks were number one until August range and then sanitizer has been slipping. What's been replacing those yeah. as the top? Cause I think that's what people are super curious about of 
like what what's trending like what's what's good replacing those well pieces? i mean hand sanitizer has certainly slipped but it hasn't slipped you know sure, it hasn't sure. slipped that far it, it was it got up to number two and then is now down to you know about number you know numbers four and five so people are still searching for it but it it was obvious you know march and april when the run on hand sanitizer happened sure. that, that was sure. that was the big thing and then you know it, it, it slowly kind of leveled out uh so to speak um the categories that, that got replaced were categories like lanyards and just towels, you know, are, are just some of the general categories that got replaced by these, you know, moving in, um, you know, tumblers, caps, um, shirts, bags, your, your, your standbys, they're, they're still, they're still, still back there. in the top. They're still in the top 10. Gotcha. Oh yeah. 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 Um, T-shirts are even in the top 10. Doesn't everyone just know where to go? I mean, right. 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 Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. SNS stands for shirts and shirts, right? Sure. Shirts and more shirts. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead with yeah, your... Yeah, you know, no, no, no. I, I think, you know, some of the, the, the categories and the trends are, are, are pretty logical, you know, from, from that standpoint. I mean, I think, you know, your top 10 are still, um, you know, are, are, are still what you would expect, um, you know, those those three are the main ones. De decals, masks, and um, hand sanitizer were certainly the I guess the top three uh, biggest moving ones. But you know, I mean, masks just for example, you know, the the increase in searching from you know from this time last year to now is almost twenty nine thousand percent increase difference. Wow. That's either either that shows how low masks were on the totem pole a year yeah. <laughs> ago or, or how much it's being searched for now, but it, it's certainly, it's probably, probably a little bit of both. Um, shields or shields have increased almost 24,000%, you know, in search volume. Um, you know, gowns have increased 3,500%. Uh, thermometers have increased nearly a thousand percent. You know, the, so just, you know, some of the categories that people are searching for um, bandanas have increased almost, you know, twofold, you know, almost a hundred percent increase on bandanas. Um, you know, so, and, and hand sanitizer surprisingly was only about a 500% increase. And I, and I say that as a, as if it's, that's a low number, but that's still know, good. People, yeah. were still people were still searching for hand sanitizer before this, but it, obviously that, that well, yeah, hand sanitizer, I feel like is a, you know, still a relatively normal product that we were selling right. a year ago. Yeah. You know, face masks. Nobody, nobody would ever really think to sell a face mask, you know, John, I'm curious, you know how um, there's actually like subcategories as well inside Sage, mm -hmm. like made in the USA, mm -hmm. um, recycle, uh, let's say promo cares, there's like a bunch of different subcategories. Mm -hmm. yeah. Has there been any influx in any of those categories since uh, the pandemic? I, I don't have specific numbers on it, but yeah, the made in the USA increased pretty, pretty significantly. Sure. Is um, that from, that from, was, the, from the tariffs, you think, like from that time frame or just... <laughs> Just because I, I think it was a, I think, it, I think it's a mix of everything. Um, I think there's, you know, when you, when you talk the health and safety of, of, of people in general and, and children and, and the elderly, it's, I think everyone was looking to, you know, be as, as safe and secure as possible. Um, you know, and then, you know, also, I think some of that was also just shipping, you know, you know, needing to, you know, with items coming from overseas, you know, possibly, you know, they, they wanted to make sure that they had that product in hand. Sure. In a timely manner. So manner. what, what have you noticed uh, with just 
overall numbers of daily activity or inquiries mm -hmm. uh, since COVID? Like, are, are people engaging less with Sage because the business is down, or are they engaging the same amount but just changing what they're searching for? What have it, you noticed in regards to that? It's it's certainly down. It's certainly down. I mean, it's you know the amount of searches, um, you know, distributor searches certainly dropped uh, precipitously in you know in in, in March. I think. I think I can speak for all of us, you know, March, even maybe going into April, there was a little bit of a, you know, this feeling where ah, th th this, this will blow over, or we'll, we'll be through this. And, you know, in a few weeks, uh, you know, it was going to be temporary. And so I think everybody, um, at least, you know, speaking, you know, anecdotally and in, in, in the number of the, the distributors that I've spoken to, you know, there is a lot of it, just this wait and see attitude and we'll get through this. I'm just, I'm going to work on cleaning up my books, cleaning up my office. I'm going to do some training. I'm going to learn some new modules. There's a lot of that going on and not, just because they thought the business side would just pick up, you know, here, here in a few weeks. And unfortunately I think we saw that that didn't happen. Um, and so, um, you know, so there in March, I think the, the numbers dropped pretty, you know, pretty significantly, but they've also been trending back um, yeah. uh, of late, you know, by, by April, I think the total number of searches in Sage was down close to 50%. Um, but now it's only down about 25%. So it's, it's started to trend back up. And I think some of that is, you know, distributors on, on, on that level are, are trying to engage more. Um, they're, you know, they're, you know, trying to, they're getting plans in motion, you know, for, for events or, you know, gathering in school, obviously coming back into session, you know, in some places. Um, I think that certainly affected things as well. Sure. Awesome. Well, I mean, since you'd mentioned the USA made products, I mean, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about TechWallet. I'm sure they've seen quite a bit of uptick in, in their searches, obviously, because they've got those USA made products that everybody's looking for, right? So obviously, you know, in a, in, a, in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products, they've got many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional product pack. Uh, we talked hand sanitizers as well. So why don't we, uh, why don't we chime in there with TechWeld also? Uh, you know, TechWeld's got hand sanitizers and due to the coronavirus outbreak, this is something that's trending worldwide. The CDC recommends sanitizers and washing your hands to help prevent the spread of the disease. Uh, so they have many sanitizer SKUs uh, that could help combat the spread of the virus. And they're also FDA compliant. They've got a lot of uh, compliant products. Uh, and in a time of uncertainty, knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing a customer to feel at ease when placing an order. So uh, be sure to check them out, uh, not only at Sage, but also at techweld.com uh, to get more information on their USA made products. You won't be sorry that you did. Meg, Stephen, any further questions for our friend, Johnny Bravo? Good. Thanks. for Good to see you, John. It's been a while. <laughs> I've got one thing good to, to see you too. I've got one thing to point out because there's three of the four of us that have letters after our names on this podcast, but there's somebody that's missing some, some letters. Do you guys, you see who that is? Mine say FTB because I'm from the block. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was Jenny. Yeah, that was Jenny. Yeah, well, You're just Meg. For those of you, for those listening that didn't get, catch that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, John, thank you so much, man, for, for being on here and, uh, for joining Absolutely. us and sharing all the nerdy me. news. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we've enjoyed it and we'll, uh, hopefully you'll continue to watch the show Goodbye. and, uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. 
Take right. care, guys. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.